What's up? <laughs> hey everyone, it's Aiden Targo Jones here. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 4th of December. The 4th of December. I, oh, I'm going to drink a tea. I just made my tea. It's been sitting around for a few minutes. I took the tea bag out. I wonder if it's like too hot or. Oh. Right now, perfect temperature, literally perfect temperature. But by the end of this pod, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cold. I think I've shot myself in the foot there, and I really don't know how to up the pace of my tea drinking through the pod. I don't think that's something that I'm capable of. That's a level of mindfulness that I'm yet to reach. Oh, I forgot to meditate today, <laughs> and I forgot to meditate yesterday. Forgot or didn't want to. <laughs> I'm fucking getting sick of meditation, man. That cunt in his stupid voice. I already talked about that a bunch. I don't need to go back over it. Um, what? Oh. All right. Let me just settle into myself for a second. Um, I put up Christmas decorations yesterday. So lovely. Such a nice thing to do. We got um, we got lights outside. We got some plastic candy canes in the in the driveway. And when I say some, I mean literally two. <laughs> We've got we've got a wreath on the door and a nice red bow on the bricks here. We've got a tree uh, decked in what was supposed to be mermaid theme. I don't know really what that means, but uh, mermaid theme was the, was the suggestion. Uh, I think it just means we've got a fair few teal kind of ball. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a blue. Look, man, I'm no good at visualizing things. I'm no good with themes. Uh, but there's a, there's no red. It's devoid of red. Um, the house looks great, honestly. I've never... When's the last time I did fucking Christmas shit? Years ago. Like, oh, I haven't had a Christmas tree in my house since I moved out of home. The last time I did a proper Christmas like that would have been... Like, and had a Christmas tree in the place where I was living. Fuck, nine years? Why, I mean, is this interesting to fucking anyone whatsoever? Or is this just devolved into an old man prattling on about how he misses Christmas? <laughs> it's nice, though. I'm really excited for Christmas, man. I'm excited for the festive season. I uh, am doing an awful job at saving any sort of money. Um, I spent $50 on Christmas decorations yesterday and bought some goon. And just, yeah, all the money is gone, man. It's all gone. <laughs> it's it's real bad, but the place looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I'm, I'm excited for our party. We're going to have a party on the, the I mean, what? yeah, if you listen to this podcast, come to the bloody party, 22nd of December. I'll treat it like a gig. <laughs> it counts as a gig. <laughs> come to the fucking party. Um, that's going to be great, man. I'm going to get a, uh, a big lamp shoulder. Phil's going to come through with, uh, he's got his fucking, uh, Phil made a, a rotisserie for cooking meat out of like a trolley, you know, like a shopping trolley. And, uh, so we're going to cook some meat up on that. We're going to get some gyoza, which is what I call dumplings. Um, not because I'm a cunt, but because I can't remember the word 
dumplings. Like, I'm astounded that I've just remembered it right now, to be honest. Going to get some leek gyoza, and uh, and we're just going to go all afternoon, man. It's going to be gorgeous. Now I've got the decorations for it. We'll get a few more. We'll deck the uh, we'll deck the garage out. Open up the garage. I just I'm excited for everyone to be on holidays like I've been on for the last <laughs> fucking year and a half. You know. I'm excited for everyone to be down to get drunk. I've been drinking. Uh, man, I've been drinking all week. Mm. All week is a stretch, but like, you know, I've been... I don't know, man. I uh, yeah, I had some goon last night. I feel good. I sculled water like a fucking champ before I went to bed last night. That's If you don't know, it's the three times water skull. That's how you kill the hangover. You go as much water as you can drink when you feel like, oh... And then that much twice again before you go to bed. Do it over a sink. You're not going to vomit. I'm not. We're not talking about vomiting here. You're not trying to vomit. But you are just trying to lo just load your belly up with water until you feel like... A, just a, Until you like are inflated, you know? And then go twice again. Um, and that'll dilute the, uh, the alcohol in your blood. And that'll mean that you wake up like me right now feeling good mentally and physically but not feeling very sharp i don't feel very sharp i don't feel really like i've said anything amounting to a point yet let me see how i feel it's been uh this weekend was great went to a fucking sick party at the weekend um i did my uh i did my gig again at the baden powell and i was hanging out with um just a bit of a crew and it was someone's uh, going away party, like a comedian, this guy. He got, like, an uh, Argentinian guy, and he's been in the country for two two years. Two years? Three years. Um, with his wife. And uh, it was such a bummer, man. It was, like, coming towards the end of his visa, and they were still not sure whether they'd be allowed to stay. And even now, they're, like, leaving, but they're not sure whether they're going to be able to come back or what. Um, but uh, we went to his going away party. Me and this guy, Desmond, who I'd never met before. Who <laughs> is it Desmond? Desmond, yeah, it is Desmond, that's a wild name, me and my mates back in Adelaide used to call someone a Desmond when we just like, it was like old mate, you know, it was like, oh, okay there old Desmond, how you doing there old Desmond, like, it's such a cliche now, I can't believe I've actually met someone called Desmond, Desmond Tutu is the other one, is it Desmond, I'm pretty sure his name's Desmond, imagine if it wasn't, imagine if it was just Hank, <laughs> um, and uh, we were up the top of, we were at the Baden-Powell in Collingwood and we were going down Brunswick Street through Fitzroy and it slopes downhill. So he had a bike. I was like riding on his bike a little bit. It's a nice bike. That is a nice bike. And uh, <laughs> like brown kind of leather seats. Um, like the kind of bike that you can really slink back into, you know? It's not like, like my old bike um, was like a light, kind of racing style bike and uh real quick not very maneuverable though because of the high center of gravity and the like short um handlebars like if your handlebars aren't going very wide then you don't have a good base so when you turn sharply the bike just it all goes to bits it falls over but this one was like seat low and like a wide seat and the handlebars like going out but then bending back so you got like a wide center of gravity and, uh, yeah, I was like riding that around a bit and then kind of gave it back to him. And he was like, all right, I'll see you guys there. I'm just going to ride down to the bot to the Everly to, um, to go to the party. Everly, Evelyn, who cares? And then, uh, I got on the back. I was like, dude, fucking dink me, man. 
When's the last time? When is the last time you had a good solid dink? And he was like iffy about it at first, but I'm like, man, don't trust me. He had a little, not a basket, but that little platform bit on the back where you put your basket, where you can like tie shit or whatever. Like a roof rack, but for a bike that doesn't have a roof. Like a rack? Would it be a rack? Um, I sat on the rack and I like put my, put my legs to the back, put my hands on his hips, like any good dancer. And we went down and I wanted to sit, I was trying to think of songs to sing because we were just cruising. It's like a nice incline, not too fast, but not like steep enough that he didn't have to pedal. So we were just coasting and I was just like, what's a good song that we can sing? I was thinking like sipping on gin and juice. And then I was like, that's the only words from that song that I know. Um, so we settled on Juicy and it turns out he knows all the words to Juicy by Biggie as well. And uh, like good boys, neither of us said the N-words in the song. Huh? How about that? <laughs> That's a nice thing to pat myself on the back about. I didn't scream the N-word on a bike across Fitzroy on Saturday night. <laughs> I did. I went, oh. <laughs> what a great, what a forward-thinking, progressive young man. Um yeah, we did the two verses, man. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money, dream, leather sofa. Got to rise my limousine with the chauffeur. I'm not, I won't do the whole thing, but let me tell you right now. We nailed it. I wonder if I got all the words then right. I, I would be willing to admit if I got some of them wrong, but, I mean, <laughs> what a song. <laughs> we got down to the party. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of money. What am I... I don't know. I seem to always have had, for the last week, I always have like 20 bucks, you know? And then I'll get more money, I'll do a gig or whatever, and I'll get some more money, and then it'll just go back down and I'll have 20 bucks again. Yeah, it just fucking flies away, man. I bought a beer at the party. I was really thinking like, ah, what's the deal? Like, is this going to be... We were thinking of going to Yaya's, actually. That was a thing, man. Maybe we we're going to go to Yaya's lineup. It was only like 10 o'clock or something. And then Blake said, Matty Vasquez, the party whisperer, fucking went. Uh, he, he had a party that we could go to. That's. There are a few people in life who you just know they're going to have a party. Like Matty Vasquez and Philly P. You need that friend, man. You need that friend who you can call and just be like, you're going to know where a party is tonight, right? That's a very important person to have. And then you need the person who's me who will show up and embarrass himself. It was a good party. It was like dancing inside. I can't remember. I don't think I smoked in the house. No, I wouldn't have. Um, shit gets pretty fucking hazy at that point. <sighs> Went to Stella Donnelly on Sunday night. That was fucking incredible. Saturday was just like hungover day. Went and had uh, went and had drinks in the park. Had some ciders in the park. That was nice. Kind of just like drank through the hangover, and then uh, me and Phil had um, had tickets for Stella Donnelly. So I went to um, went and met Phil in Carlton. Uh, I I feel like I'm getting better at conducting myself in social situations as I get older. Like I remember. Um, so something happened when I got to this uh, person's house that Phil was hanging out at. It's a very nice place, and like. I mean, we're starting to move in nicer circles, which is lovely. 
Um, actually, all right, I can tell these few stories. This is interesting. This is like, so on Thursday night, uh, this place, Leonardo's Pizza Palace, which is um, this new pizza restaurant in Carlton, just opened up, done by the same dudes who did this place called Rambler in Paran, which is uh, where Phil like helped them design the bar. And it's a beautiful place. Um, Rambler is quite, quite kind of upmarket. It's not like, uh, wear a fucking ball gown or whatever, but it's definitely like, you could easily pay a hundred bucks a head and, uh, and, and have some fucking beautiful food there, but you wouldn't be like, you'd be walking out full, but a hundred bucks a head isn't out of the realms of possibility of this kind of place, right? So Leonardo's, same people, little bit more on the, uh, on the, on the fucking easy on the hip pocket scale though. And it's in Carlton, so it's not like, Chapel Street's like you can expect to pay a bit of money. Carlton, a um, little bit more just like hipster, and it's in an old, uh, it used to be a pizza place. So it's like old world, old school Italian, like wood panels uh, all over the walls, old like pictures, like paintings and fr- beautiful framed pictures and shit. Um, this lovely, uh, massive like slab of wood over the bar that looks like it's a roof, but it's not the roof of the place. It's like an indoor. I don't know, what's that kind of thing, it looked like it used to be, um, like, maybe they built the roof later, and maybe the bit of wood that slopes down over the bar was, like, originally the counter of, like, a pizza place, or maybe that was the kitchen, who knows, but anyway, went there on Thursday night for the soft opening, went back on Friday, and I told Blake, I was like, come through, this place is gorgeous, I'm gonna buy a pizza, come and get your ass a pizza, and uh, he was like, oh, just like, he was with a mate. He was like, oh, I'm going to go to the retreat. I don't want to come to the new place. I was like, stop being a pussy, man. Come try a new thing, you know? And uh, I'm thinking like, you know, he's going to be stoked on how nice the place is and we can sit down and have a nice pizza. So I'm ordering my pizza from the lady who works at the thing behind the bar. And uh, first of all, our interaction was like, I'm like, can I get a pizza? And she just goes, oh, the kitchen's closed. And Phil had told me, Phil's DJing at this place. That's the connection, by the way. Phil's DJing at Leonardo's every weekend. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's a pizza place with a DJ. (laughs) I just say that like that makes complete sense. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, in the DJ section next to the bit where they make the tomato paste. Are we, um, so I'm, yeah, Phil's DJing. And Phil had told me that the kitchen was open till 11. So I get there and I'm like, hey, can I, what pizza do you recommend? And the girl's like, oh, the kitchen just closed. And I'm like, she could see, man, I'd I'd been saving myself. I was looking forward to this nice pizza. And I was just like, oh, oh, no. Like, (laughs) it was like, if you remember the story I told last week or the week before about the, the, uh, the couple in France who caught the bus and then there was the wrong day ticket and the girl was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> that was me. I was that level of devastated when she told me the kitchen was closed. Because Phil had told me it wasn't. I turned around and I was like, but, but Phil, but Phil said no. <laughs> and uh, I, she saw my fucking heartbreaking, man. And then um, someone came and was like, no, 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 it's okay. That some Someone, like one of the staff came and put their hands on my shoulders like to to be like, no, it's okay. Like, mama's here. <laughs> It was like, no, the kitchen is still open. It's fine. Just pizzas now. And the lady behind the bar was like, whew, you know, and I was like, oh, sorry about that. And as I was saying, like, sorry about that. You really got a set, you know, like you saw through my soul just now. As I was saying that, Blake comes up and is just like Jim Beam breath all in my face. Like, 
And I'm like, oh god, he's like drunk, him and his mate Brendan, they've, they've been drinking for like, fucking four hours or something, and, uh, oh god, <laughs> it was just a nightmare, and Blake was way more drunk, and just like, we go outside, I'm like, I excuse myself from the bar situation straight away, we go outside, and, um, and I'm just like, Oh god, I'm so embarrassed. Like you and he's like, Oh Chad oh, yes, sorry I stopped you from harassing that woman behind the bar. Ha 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 Um and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. And he orders a Coke, goes outside, pours his bottle of Jim Beam into the fucking Coke, and then goes to pick it up and just condensation all over the glass. He just drops it all over the fucking table and it's like all over his pants and I'm like this is the this first night that this place has been opened fully to the public, and you're here, and you've already spilled Jim Beam all over yourself. Ugh. Um, I mean, eventually they left. They just went to... Where did they go? They went to laundry, and I got my pizza, and I went home. That was a nice night. But what I, what I was going to relate that to was um, I used to be really bad like that, I think. I used to be someone who would make a scene... And I still do at times. And Blake, when Blake was doing that, was like, now you fucking know how I felt last weekend, idiot. Because he's, he's right, last weekend, the weekend before that, I fucking spilled all those beers at the front of that party and almost got myself kicked out. So I'm not out of the woods just yet. But um, I just remember, like, being about 18 and Phil was working at this coffee shop in Adelaide called Chibo. And I remember rocking up drunk with Hungry Jacks and eating Hungry Jacks upstairs. And uh, this dude who we were mates with, who also worked at the coffee shop, was a bit older and a bit more like, took himself a little bit more seriously. Um, took umbrage with me bringing outside food into Chibo and then eating it upstairs and like not cleaning it up. Like evidently I was just so drunk, I like ate the food upstairs and then didn't clean it up. And he said to Phil later, he was just like, man... Poor form by Taco, coming in, outside food, didn't even clean it up, left the mess there. Real poor form, man. Um, yeah, I think that I think that stuck in his craw a little bit. And I was reminded of that because on Sunday night when me and Phil went to see Stella Donnelly, I met up with him beforehand in Carlton and it was at these people's house and it was nice people, you know, the kind of circles that we're starting to move in, like I was saying. Um, beautiful house. On like just off Rathdown Street in Carlton, one of the nicest part. Really, Rathdown Street's probably my favourite quiet street in the city. It's a beautiful area, and um, I go into the place, and uh, there's a guy there who uh, I think I've met like one time before. He's flown over from Adelaide for the weekend, so he's like smoking cigarettes and he's feeling good. They're all drinking beers. Phil's been drinking for the afternoon. I've been drinking for the afternoon. We're all feeling good, but it's not a rowdy vibe. It's just like five people sitting around a table, just uh, just kind of meeting each other and chatting shit. And the, the lady whose house it was, was inside cooking a bit of pasta. And uh, this guy who'd come over from Adelaide hands me a He's like, ah, man, have a cigarette. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll have a cigarette. But clearly these people who live in the house don't normally smoke there so there's no ashtray so I just ash onto the floor of like the the tiled deck where we were sitting on it's like an outdoor area you know it's like tiled um small kind of courtyard I'm ashing on the floor 
and uh, the lady whose house it was came out and saw that I was ashing on the floor and was just like, oh, actually, can you, I prefer if you, yeah, could you ash into a, like a can? I'm like, oh yeah, shit, sorry, sorry, sorry about that. And it just, it was such a small thing, like it was such a, a slight, I mean, a slight is the word for it, but like, yeah, it was, it was really a faux pas, just like the smallest thing, but such a black and white thing of like, oh, I really should have asked, you know, I really should have said like, oh, is there somewhere I can ash or what? Like before smoking the cigarette, I don't know. It felt like, it felt like my, the new kind of more in control version of rocking up to Chibo when I was 18 drunk and, and spilling KFC all over the seats. Right. Um, j- just like as much as I'm still in control of myself, as much as I am more in control of myself now, I still do have a tendency to just not think about respecting people's places, you know? Isn't that wild? Like, I still haven't got a grip on that. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm making too big of a deal out of it because it's just like, whatever. It's ash on the floor. You can sweep it up with a broom. But did I offer to sweep it up? No. I think it would have been weird even. Like, I thought about maybe I offered to sweep it up, but I think that would have been making too much of a fuss about it. Because the point is, like, at the end of the day, the disrespect was already done, you know? By me not thinking and just lighting up a cigarette and ashing on the floor, that was the, like, oh, that's not ideal, dude. What have you done there? So that's the move. The move's already done. There's no taking that back. I don't know. Maybe I should have offered to clean it up. Maybe I'm thinking about this too. I'm definitely thinking about this too much. I think I started talking about this. It was on my mind, and I mentioned it after me and Phil left, but more so because I do feel scattered, and I've... I don't know. I guess that's the most that was the thing that was playing on my mind. I'm going to talk about a song and then I'm going to tell you guys how Stella Donnelly was. Oh my God, she's amazing. She's, she's, she is my sunshine. I've got a clip actually of the, um, uh, I, I recorded a fucking bit of a performance on my phone. Just the audio. I'm going to chuck it at the end of this podcast today. Cause fuck, she's great. Um, before that, let's talk about some music. The song for this week, Safia, Starlight. I've had it in my head, man. It's like a disco-y beat. It just is one of those songs where you hear it and you feel like you've already heard it. You know that kind of thing that jumps out? Like, I remember um, the first time I heard uh, that song, We're up all night to get some. She's up all night for good fun. She's up all night to get lucky. She's up on Whatever that song's called, Up to Get Lucky. or It's probably called something completely different that I have no idea what the title is. I remember the first time I heard that, I was uh, in Brisbane doing gigs uh, in like 2013. I was up there for a week, staying at uh, the legendary Dan Rath um, at his house, <laughs> the, the autistic Dan Rath. Um, and he just kind of left me to my own devices with a sleeping bag on the floor of their house for a week. And on the last day, this dude who lived there was like, hey man, you don't seem like you've really got a lot going on. Do you want to come hang out with me and and uh, this girl I'm seeing? And I was like, absolutely we took mushrooms and we went to a party and i remember being in the back of the car as they drove us to the party um and them two they were clearly like in a new thing and they were really vibing on each other and they put on that up all night to get some song and i felt like i had heard it before but i'd never paid attention to it before you know and i I mean i probably had heard it before on the radio and shit but that was the first time where i was like oh this is a song these are the words to it it's very catchy now i know this song you know 
And this track, Starlight by Safia, sounds like that. It's like, it just has a fucking melody that feels familiar. It feels like home. The melody just feels like home, you guys. I'm going to look up Safia here. Safia. Pop band. Australian electronic indie pop band formed in Canberra. Really? Surely not. But Sa Starlight. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Starlight, Behind the Burbo, Safio. I think it is. I think it is. But, wait. The one that was from Victoria is in is in lowercase, and then the one that I've just looked up is in capitals. Oh man, Rap Genius. Did anyone ever get into that that site, Rap Genius? It really fucking blew up, huh? It used to be... It's kind of lost what it used to be, though. It used to be like that every song was like... All of the lyrics were highlighted, every line, so you could really get to the bottom of what a song is about. And now it's just a place where people dump lyrics. Um, I think they are. I think they're a band from fucking Canberra. That's so cool. Well, there you go, man. Let's find out about them. Wiki. They're quite big, too. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, fuck off Wikipedia. They met at Radford College, won the Groove and the Moo competition in 2012, featured on Kicking Duck's Aria Top 5 single, Take Me Over. Blah, 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 blah. The band says the name comes from a song they wrote, Sapphire. But it does not mean anything. They've since found out that Safia means serenity in Arabic. That's like some... <laughs> that's like some fucking after-the-fact type shit, isn't it? But actually, that means a lot to us because we're quite serene people. Like, they go around doing that in interviews now. <sighs> Man, that's nice. It's nice that I found them. I don't know, dude. Listen to the fucking song. I want to tell you about Stella Donnelly and then I want to get the fuck out of here. <sighs> I really don't feel on my game today. I want to lie down. I'm going to lie down, flat on my back, staring at the roof. <laughs> me and Phil went to Stella Donnelly after that. We were still talking about me ashing my fucking cigarettes on the floor of that, that thing. Got in the Uber. Oh my God, the Uber ride to Stella Donnelly. Number one, Uber pool, 72 cents from Carlton to Northcote. That is absurd. Like, that's honestly ridiculous like who's who is losing money on that is the driver getting paid properly from that is uber getting paid it's insane it was me and phil so i paid 72 cent and then it was another lady she was in the front she was probably paying 72 cent like who oh i, I have no idea what uber's business plan is but long may it rain <laughs> whoever they're exploiting <laughs> i don't know dude maybe they should be using uber even if you were like, if you were working in a Nike sweatshop, I don't know where this is going. Like, you're using Uber to get to work. Sure, even those people could afford to use Uber to get to work. They probably don't need it. They probably live in the sweatshop. They probably just sleep at the sewing machines, don't they? <laughs> Fuck me. This is the worst podcast in ages. This is such a bad one. <laughs> um... <laughs> 72 cents and Phil was fucking freaking me out in that Uber man because there was a girl in the front and she had like flowers 
And Phil was Phil at that point. I realized how drunk he was because he was like talking about the flowers and going like, "Oh, what do you got there?" He's like talking about where you can plant them. But then he started to what did he fucking start talking about? He started talking about how the guy who was driving the Uber went to the opera or something. Was it opera? The guy and the girl had something in common, and Phil basically started berating the driver for not having had spoken to her about it before we got in the cab and i'm just like dude can you fucking my uber right like this is part of my rating and the girl in the front seat was like i want to know what your rating is if this is what every trip is like for you because like that it was at the point it was on a phil is so good at this man it was on a knife's edge of like is this upsetting or is this fun are we having fun right now or are we really like embarrassed or having a bad time it felt like everyone in the cab was embarrassed for someone but there was no one person to point to and be like they're the victim here and that's why this is a bad situation so it just felt like tense between all of us and phil's good at doing that from time to time i've seen him do that and it be and it's like compelling you know so we're in the cab doing that and and uh I think my Uber rating is safe because when we got out, I mean, I can check it now. It's 4.72 at last count, but I wonder how long it takes to update. When we got out, the guy was like, man, you have to do something really fucked up to get a lower rating from me. And I was like, see, dude, that's why you're one of the kings of this game that we call life. Still 4.72. Shit's still safe. And even when we got to the fucking pub, like... We got beers and Phil was talking to the bartender about something and it was like so clear that the bartender wanted to serve someone else whose eyes were like darting to the right and Phil like kept talking at him and I was like, you're just, you're, you're on another level to me right now, man. You're on a different level. I need to get at that level. Um, we have some fucking chicken. We go in, we see Stella Donnelly. She's fucking amazing. She played by herself. She got her band on. They were real tight, man. The band, so she, but when she plays by herself, it's like spellbinding shit. And, uh, and then the band came on, um, and the band played together, they were tight, and then shit, the band came off, and if I'm honest, like, I love the band playing together, but I didn't know any of those songs, maybe I just need to learn some of those songs so I can get behind that, and that'll be coming out soon, I hope, um, but when she came back to just being herself, she played Mechanical Bull, and then she played Mean to Me, and, oh, man, those two songs... Fuck yeah. She didn't play Mosquito, which is the song that I recorded last time. When I saw her the first time, I recorded that on my phone. I'm so glad I did now, because it's not available anywhere. It's on YouTube, but, like, for live shit. But, like, I mean, it seems like she might not be putting it out. So I've got a little copy of it, just on my phone. Um, but, uh, yeah, she played Mean to Me. And then uh, me and Phil left, and just feeling great, feeling uplifted. Phil even, like, had listened to her a bit, but not enough that... Um, like he wasn't like a, a fully fledged fan and then when we got in there and we started watching it I could see him change from me like oh dude this is great to be by the end he was just like man if she's not the next big thing it's crazy like you gotta get guys I've been talking about her literally forever get around Stella Donnelly because she's so amazing she fucking fills up the room she's enchanting her voice is incredible it's powerful and strong uh, she's angry. That's the main thing that I re that really comes across in the live performance is she's fierce and angry on stage. 
And uh, and by the end of it, I could see Phil understood and was just like, man, this is this girl is really like something special, you know. And uh, and she's gonna be the next big thing. And if she's not, it's a fucking travesty. And then we left, and we we're on top of the world, and we were like, let's go get another beer somewhere. Thank fuck, I did. Thank fuck, I ended up going home. But uh, the nice moment was <clears throat> as we walked down the street. Uh, Phil was like, maybe we sing this song and started singing Father and Son by Cat uh, Stevens. It's not time to make a change. Just sit down, take it easy. You're still young. That's your fault. There's so much you have to know. And, and the rest of it. And there's one part where it peaks. It's like, if they were right, I'd agree. But it's them they know, not me. Now there's a way, and I know that I have to go away. I know I have to go. And as we put our arms, stretched our arms out and sang that last little bit, we walked past a couple on the street. They were standing on the street on High Street in Northcote, and they looked at us. And we were singing and they were, they like sang, joined in a little bit. And then they turned to each other and kissed. And it was like, fuck yeah, man. Look at that moment. We did that. We were singing and we looked at them. And if you're already singing and then you lock eyes with someone who's not part of your moment and, the, and you're like not scared, you like, you know, you own the, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking singing and I'm not good, but I am. All right. And you push through and you get them to join in that moment with you. Fuck, that feels great. And it felt like we did that for them. We were two dudes walking along the street singing. And as they looked at us, we looked back at them, kept singing and smiled at them. And they kissed. I don't know. There was something real nice about that. (sighs) That's the podcast for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. Um, but I just have to say, um, I had to go to the doctors last week and he shoved a camera up my nose and down my throat, which is an orifice I never thought I'd have uh, penetrated. Anyway, uh, this wasn't happening. Anyway, this, um, this doctor told me that I'm not actually meant to be singing, uh, but I'm here. I've just got a couple of little throat problems. So unfortunately, I can't come out and say hello tonight. I really wish that I could, but I've been told that talking just really fucks it. And as you know... I like to talk. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just want you all to know that I'm really, really grateful that you all came. And I honestly mean that. And hopefully I get to meet you all sometime soon. Yeah. My family was stoked, though, when, when you said I can't talk. <laughs> This song's called Mean to Me. It's off um, my EP, Thrush Metal. And uh, yeah, thanks again to Jacob Diamond, Alice Skye, Bonnie on the Sound, Marcel on Merch, and everyone here. Thank you so much. Yeah!
Woo!